who's gonna tell him there can be a better day? Who's gonna show him that Jesus is the way? Cause we don't tell that man about Jesus. How will he ever Welcome to the Local Church Missions Podcast. My name is Estevo Montoya, and today I'll be your host. And thank you for listening to this podcast. It is a ministry of the Valley Bible Baptist Church in Española, New Mexico, under the leadership of Pastor Brian McMath. And the purpose of this podcast is to help the local church fulfill the Great Commission locally. And I believe strongly in the local church and the authority that the local church has. And so this podcast isn't meant to replace a church is not meant to replace a pastor or to even have teachings that would contradict a pastor. And uh, one of the things that we used to hear whenever I was in Bible college was uh, that, uh, you know, we go to a church there, North Valley Baptist Church, Golden State Baptist College, and Pastor Treber had his way of doing things. But he said, if your home church believes differently, you follow the authority of your pastor. And he, he would express clearly that he was not our pastor. And I appreciate that position, and I just want to say this. I am not your pastor, nor is our church um, your, your, your leadership as well, but these are just tools to help encourage the local church and to help encourage members of the local church, but ultimately uh, we'd encourage you to follow your pastor. In today's topic, we're going to deal with the gospel presentation, in particular, the new birth. And I mentioned in the previous episode where when we talked about the the fundamentals of presenting the gospel, and we, we looked at a few things there, and I mentioned that I don't quite use a Roman's road, and I'm not opposed to it. In fact, in the next episode, I'm going to teach a way of using the Roman's road to, to witness to people and uh, so forth. But in this, this is going to be more along the lines of the new birth. And so, um, real quickly, do want to mention that you head over to www.greatcommission.church, and you can join the newsletter there at uh, greatcommission.church and uh, get updated whenever we have new things that we send out via email. And so trying to build that email list. Also, at that website, you can order gospel tracts for your church, and uh, you can have them customized with your church information, service times, address, website, all that sort of thing, and even some 3 by 5 church invitations that have the church information on the front and a gospel presentation on the back. And we have printed um, over 700,000 gospel tracts now and uh, wanting to get to a million. And so looking forward to that. And so you can head over to greatcommission.church, join the newsletter, order some gospel tracts, and listen to previous episodes. So this first, or excuse me, this, this next episode is dealing with the the new birth and how I witness to people and explain the new birth. And this particular way of sharing the gospel seems to work with particularly Catholic people and Catholic people that are trusting their baptism to save them, and I try to lay some groundwork. And so I'm going to present to you the verses and explain them briefly, how I witness to people and use them, but this isn't a full gospel presentation because that normally takes about uh, half an hour or so, and uh, I, we don't have, uh, I don't go that long on the podcast. Our episodes are between 15 to 20 minutes or so. And uh, so we'll go ahead and start in John chapter number 3, and I have them turn here, and what I normally do... So I ask people, you know, if you were to stand before God right now in your sin, 
do you think he would allow you into heaven? And I emphasize in your sin or with your sin and uh, and why would God allow them into heaven? And then I tell them, you know, if Jesus told you how you could know for sure that you could go to heaven, I don't say that you're going to heaven. I say that you could know how to go to heaven. Um, would you listen? I don't like to use that whole philosophy, if I could show you from the Bible, how you're going to heaven, because it kind of assumes that they're already going, and I think that's a salesmanship type of stuff to try to trick people and, and so forth, and I'm not into that. But anyways, um, I ask if they were to stand before God with their sin, um, would he allow them into heaven, or why should he allow them into heaven? And they always come up with some different things, and I say, you know, I don't doubt that you're a good person, you try to do your best, but uh, if Jesus himself were to tell you how you could know that you're going to heaven, would you listen? And they always, more, more, more often than not, they say yes. And so I take them to John chapter 3, and I read to them verses 1 through 7, where the Bible says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, and I emphasize that this man was a religious man, this was the person who not only was religious in the sense that he thought he was better than everyone. I say, in fact, it was probably quite opposite. It's more like he's religious, like a person who um, was very sincere. I say, like a grandma or someone who just, you know that they're sincere. This man was sincere. And it kind of takes the edge off because a lot of people don't like religious people. But when I say it's like a grandma who's sincere and, you know, loves you, um, it seems to relate better. And I believe this man was sincere. And um, it says in verse 2, The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So he, he believes that Jesus is who he claims to be. But there's still some things missing in his personal life. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And at that point I say, Notice how there's water and spirit. And I, and, and I say, just notice those two words, water and spirit. You're born of water, born of spirit. Then verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And I say there's a parallel. There's one type of birth and a second type of birth. Now, we know the second is the spiritual birth because there's you're born of the spirit, you're, you're born of water into the spirit, and then you're born of the spirit. So that's the second one. So the first one is talking about a water flesh birth. And I explained to them that, you know, when your mother gave birth to you, she had a contraction that caused her water to break. And uh, and it's a natural birth. It's a birth of the flesh. It's a physical birth. And I just lay that groundwork out to show them that it's not baptism, but it's a physical birth. And with that physical birth, they have what's called a flesh. And, and I tell them, you know, your flesh... While you may be a good person, your flesh is capable of some bad things. So let me show you what the Bible teaches about my flesh and your flesh. And then I take them to Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. And then we go to find that here in my Bible. Galatians chapter number 5. And I show them this is what our flesh can do. And I show them verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. And I say that word manifest is a word we don't use often, but it means to come forth and really to, to come forth naturally and so forth. So these things come out of us naturally. So the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And then it goes on to say adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, 
seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And I said, now, Jesus said you need to be born again if you want to see the kingdom of God. But he said you have a flesh. And that flesh, the Bible says, if you do what your flesh says and does, it says you can't inherit the kingdom of God. So we have a problem here. And then I began to show them, and I show in particular adultery, and I show them also murders. And I explained to them that that Jesus said, if you look on a woman to lust after her, it's as if you committed adultery. And if you've hated someone um, in her heart, it's as if you've murdered. And I explain what fornication is. I explain what idolatry is. And, and all these different things, I explain to them. Envies, wanting what other people have, drunkenness, and, and revelings, like a party life, and explain those things to them. And, and somewhere along the way, something hits them. And, and, and usually brings conviction, a little shame, and I say, no, I'm not, I'm not here to, to put you down. The simple fact is this, all of us have a flesh, and all of us are capable of these things. And then I express even further, you know, you don't have to teach a baby how to, to fight. You don't have to teach a baby how to get mad. They, they naturally just want to take things. And so from there, I say, well, look, at there's those the whole list of things. Let me show you what the Bible says the punishment of those things are. I take them to Revelation 21.8. And I go through the list and I explain everything in detail. I'm not going to explain it in full detail when I witness to people, but just so you kind of get an understanding, Revelation 21.8, it says, But the fearful, those are the people who are afraid to get saved because they worry what other people think, and, and they're afraid to, to claim faith in Christ because of their, their family, their, their friends, uh, you know, society, and that sort of thing. They're afraid. They're fearful. Um, the unbelieving, that's the atheist. Uh, the abominable, that's the child molester and rapist, the murderer, people who kill. And again, emphasize, if you hate, you kill. The whoremongers. And often I say, you know, people say that's the woman of the night. And I say it takes two to tango. Um, it's not just the woman. The men, the men are involved too. And, and yet you say, well, I've never done that. But Jesus said, if you've lusted in your heart and you looked to lust, that you've committed those things already in your heart and sorcerers. And I talk about witchcraft and the Harry Potter and that kind of stuff, idolaters. And you start to see all these overlays. And then I say, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth the fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I say liars, it doesn't say whether they're big liars or small liars. And I say the fact is that liars go to the same hell as murderers. And, and I lay this all out, and, and I explain what hell is, the second death, fire and brimstone, and, and I emphasize that liars go to the same hell as um, murderers, and then I say, let me explain to you why that is. And then I take him to James chapter number 2, and I show him verse number 10. Um, sometimes I show up even from verse 8 all the way down explaining having favorites and favoritism and how people don't like that, and that's kind of what that's dealing with, and so forth, but then... It says in verse number 10, James 2.10, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend at one point is guilty of all. And I use this illustration. More, more People have big screen TVs. And I say, you know, if I were to come into your house and I were to have a big rock and a little rock, and I were to throw the little rock at your TV and it broke it, would you get mad? And they'd say, absolutely. And I say, well, it wasn't a big rock. I still have the big rock here. And they say, well, you broke the TV. And I say, well, you wouldn't care if I threw the big rock or the little rock. What you would be upset about is the fact that I broke your TV. And they say, yes. And I say, that's how it is with God. That's why 
liars go to the same hell as murderers. And so I then ask them, you know, think of your own self and ask, have I done things that have offended God? And I explain those things. And once they admit that they've sinned and, and so forth, I say, now, if that's the case, and if you've broken his law, where does the Bible say you have to go and pay for your sins? And when they understand it's the lake of fire, I say, okay, then. So that's the bad news. Let me tell you the good news, the gospel, and which means good news. And I take them to um, Romans chapter number five, and I show them um, a couple verses there. But uh, Romans chapter number five, let me find it here in my Bible. Uh, Romans five, and I explain there. Um, I just emphasize sin, verse number 12, or for as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so then death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, and explain how that uh, we all have sinned through Adam. But then I show them how God loved us, and I show them Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8, where it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I often say, um, even deserving to go to hell, he still died for sinners. And then I show them sometimes Romans 6, 23, um, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and explain that it was a gift that was paid for by Christ. And I explained the crucifixion and, and the resurrection and so forth. And then I end with Romans chapter 10 and verse number 15, or excuse me, chapter 10 and verse number 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's verse 13. And then I give them this illustration, and I say, imagine you're sinking in quicksand, and quicksand is a picture of your sin. And if you're sinking in quicksand, it doesn't matter what you try to do to get yourself out of the quicksand. It's going to cause you to sink and eventually will kill you. And that's the same thing with sin. And there's nothing you can do to get yourself out of quicksand. Normally, when people are in it, they're stuck. So there's nothing you can do to get out. And it's going to kill you. And then that's the same thing with sin. There's nothing you to do you can do to get yourself out of your sin. It's going to kill you. And the Bible says it's the second death. And then I say, but... The only way to get out of quicksand is to stop trying and to let someone else save you. And that's what Jesus did when he died on the cross, is he did the work for us to save us from our sin. And you have to call out in faith for someone to save you, just like you have to call on the name of the Lord to save you from your sins. And and, and it clicks, man, I, I, I can't save myself. I need Jesus to save me. I want to ask him to save me. And so I already, I read those verses and I explain it to them. And then I say, whosoever, that's you, you know, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. And I say, do you believe that you're a sinner that deserves to go to hell? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus died to take your place? Yes. Do you believe that he rose again from the third day to save you from your sins? And they say, yes. And I say, do you want to ask him right now to save you? And when they say yes, um, I really think that's the moment they get saved because they have admitted their faith, they've believed in their heart, they've confessed with their mouth, and that's when the Bible says, Thou shalt be saved. And it's just a matter of calling on Him just to kind of solidify it. And so often I tell them, I could help you with the prayer, or you could ask Christ to save you yourself. So it doesn't have to be very immaculate. It could be something just, you know, God, I know I'm a sinner, and I believe you sent your son to die for me. Please forgive me and save me. And, and they normally will pray on their own. And then I, I show them the verse again and just encourage them in the Lord and explain a little bit of eternal security. But that's what I use to present the new birth to them. And, and it's worked. And I pray that sharing these verses with you will work as well. And so I'm going to go ahead and leave these verses, the references, 
in the notes, as well as a few other verses that may um, help. But I just want to encourage you to share the gospel, to share your faith, and to be a witness. And I hope and pray this will be a blessing. And so thank you for listening to the Local Church Missions Podcast, and may Christ bless you today.